When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Mean, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. I am delighted to be here, Sean. Um, after last time's Hero or Zero, where you delved into the world of the clone saga, everything to do with Spider-Man, yeah. I am glad we are over that hill. Oh. I could not be happier about the fact that we're moving on, because... Oh You've got more Marvel characters to get to, Sean. I know you're Absolutely. dying to get to more of them. Oh, there's so and many. <laughs> so, surely, off the top of your head, you've had a week and a half, maybe two weeks over, to think of maybe another one. Yeah. So, Sean, please. Also, I should say a start, this is Hero Zero, where we talk about one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a rundown of everything to do with that character. I normally talk about DC, and Sean talks about Marvel, but Sean, it is your week this week, so please, continue. Well, I thought, wouldn't it be fun if a <laughs> character had all the powers of a spider? <laughs> right. And so... I'm still with you. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And what if that person wasn't Peter Parker? Oh, Miles Morales. We're doing no, Miles Morales again. No, we've done Miles Morales. No, no, no. Oh, okay. We are, this week, I'm covering Cindy Moon. <laughs> okay aka silk ah okay this is better than i thought okay. did you think it was gonna be another weird clone story i thought it was gonna be ben riley and now i still know it's gonna be a clone by the way you said that last sentence <laughs> look ben riley <laughs> is too big for this <laughs> I can't. So, I can't cover the amount of times Ben Riley has canonically died. Canonically died, come back to life, and then also been Peter Parker when he died, and also came back to life. Yes, exactly. You have yeah. it now. There's no need to do yeah. the reports. But so Cindy Silk Moon. is a cali- it's a character that has come up over the last few weeks uh, and months in that they are hoping to do um, a movie. 
based on this character. So I'm excited to find out because I know nothing about this person. Yeah, Silk is this weird gateway into the side of Spider-Man that is the mystical and the magical. Because just a very brief primer before we go into it is that Spider-Man in comics is actually, he's like an avatar of this creature called the Other. And the other, right? The the other uh, is it, it's a it, look. Allegedly, it's a giant spider, but it's mm. what it is. It's a kind of deity that's linked to. And here's where it ties in: <laughs> the web of life and destiny. Okay, I don't remember this happening in the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. I'm no. sc- confused about just, what you're talking about. Here. I just need you to know. I just need you to know. <laughs> All going in is that there are avatars of this giant spider deity, okay? Don't tell me James Cameron is here. Stop it. Not avatars. Connor, I can't stress how key it is. (laughs) Connor, seriously, just remember one thing, please. In 15 minutes, I'll be like, what are you talking about? What avatars? Look, Connor, when Cindy Moon was a child... Okay. uh, her parents found out that she had an eidetic memory or a photographic memory for people who don't know what eidetic means. Yeah, that just means she's real good at remembering stuff. Exactly. Her mother wanted mm-hmm. Cindy to focus on her studies, while Cindy would rather continue playing on her school hockey team with her oh. secret boyfriend, Hector <gasps> Cervantes. What a name! Hector Cervantes is a great name! Exactly, and here's a quick mini Hero or Zero. Uh, so <laughs> this is actually Hector's Hero or Zero. <laughs> it's Hector's story, really. Uh, Hector was a member of his school's hockey team, and he dated Cindy Moon for six months. We've already known those two pieces of information. So far, this Hero or Zero has gone a bit downhill. Please he, continue. <laughs> he would later move on and get engaged to a woman named Audrey. Uh, oh. and Here's a bit of a spoiler. 13 years after Cindy's disappearance, he would once again make her acquaintance when Silk discovered that Hector was trapped somewhere between life and death as the ghostly Spectro. What? (laughs) Yeah, he becomes a weird half-dead ghost man. (laughs) Nobody could have seen that coming. There was no way I could have predicted how that sentence was going to end. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, so, um, so when when her mother found out about her secret boyfriend, Cindy was forced to go on the school field trip to General Tektronics, and Cindy told her mother that she hated her. Okay, so the punishment was you're gonna go find out about TVs and other computers. Well, it's more science and stuff. It's, uh, it's, look, you know, it's I'm, a I'm classic not... mix of technology and electronics. <laughs> What's the, It's more just, yeah, just general terms. Yeah, like, just uh, things that are connected to other things. Yes. So this was, like, General Tektronics was the name that they made up for Spider-Man's origin of what's a science sounding place? Yeah, it's the, as vague as possible. Exactly. So, Cindy attended a public exhibition demonstrating the safe handling of nuclear laboratory waste materials. Okay, uh, so far so good. Nothing. There's no sign of any spiders. 
I think she's pretty safe here. Other than the nuclear, maybe that falls at her. She turns into a weird superhero. I don't know. Oh, well, a spider irradiated <laughs> wait, by a particle wait, accelerator. What? Wait, what? <laughs> you never said it was the spider room of nuclear waste. Oh, I left. I conveniently left that part out for dramatic effect. <laughs> right, okay. So there's a spider in there after being coated by the nuclear waste. This is becoming more and more, I don't know, recognisable. Yeah, so, and you might recognise this bit. So an irradiated spider using the demonstration bit Peter Parker on the hand. Mm, yeah, okay. We're all familiar with this. And then yeah. it fell from his hand and bit Cindy on her ankle before <laughs> dying. <laughs> this fucking spider! <laughs> what a little dickhead! And now it's like, it has to be stressed. And this is the only two people it, that spider ever bit. <laughs> And then there's going to be a comic book writer in another 10 years. Well, what if after biting Cindy on the ankle, it crawled and just as its last gasp of breath, bit another child on the toe? What about that? The janitor picked it up and one of its teeth went into his thumb. Wait, what's this? Oh, I'm Spider-Man again! (laughs) Um, So the first manifestation of Cindy's powers happened when her uncontrollable organic webbing accidentally caused her to web up her parents. But Sorry, can I just really quickly ask? So yeah. she has been Silk for as long as Peter Parker has been Spider-Man, canonically. There's about 10 seconds in it. Okay, but th- yeah, in the general sense, the, day, oh, like the same the, day. Same day, likely the same hour. They were busy. Same hour. Unless you're really unlucky. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, it's, if it's four o'clock and 56 seconds, that is unlucky. But I would say, I don't know. I just, I'm worried that maybe she should have come out sooner. Why, why is Peter Parker getting all the glory and Silk has been away in the shadows all this time? Well, uh, a man by the name of Ezekiel Sims came and took okay. Cindy away. So... He trained Cindy in the use of her powers until he realised, and this is where the Avatar stuff comes in, uh, so the Predator Morlin was tracking her. So basically, across all universes, and and, no, no, Connor, you can can grasp this, I guarantee it. (laughs) The sentence is opened with, across all universes, I'm scared. Okay, please. So any universe where there's a Spider-Man or someone with spider powers... They got their powers from uh, the other, which is that big spider deity, okay? Okay. So what Morlin and his family do is they travel universes, hunting down those avatars of the spider deity and feeding on their energy. Because they don't like the the deity itself, that they're trying to kill all of, all of its, like, offspring. Yeah, and they just, and that's, like, that's what they live off of, like... They live off the energy of that deity. That is a very, very niche meal. Like, that is a very niche diet. It's like chicken nuggets and chips when you're a kid. Just really niche. Like, how often do you go to the restaurant and that pops up? We have a spider deity offspring. It's never on the menu, shot. Well, that's, like, that's why Morlin is super dangerous. Because once he gets, a, like, a sniff of you, he'll track you until he can eat you because he's... That's all he can eat. And has he ever tracked Spider-Man? Yes, he has. Okay. A, uh, that was actually one of the very first Spider-Man comics I ever read, was Spider-Man versus the other. And right, so, okay. And within the first, like, 
10 pages of one of those comics. Moreland beats Spider-Man within an inch of his life and eats his eyeball. Oh, oh, well, jeez, that's escalated very quickly. That really got out of hand. It really had. Um, (laughs) He didn't see that coming. Oh, very good. An eye-based joke. You know how much I love eye-based humour and villains on this show. I know you do. I know you do. So Ezekiel locked Cindy away in a room that blocked Moreland's detection of her. Okay? Uh, Yeah, so so that's kind of... It's like a heroic act, but it also seems like a dick move to the kid. Yeah, but like... Okay, so the bunker had years of food, books, and videotapes on the outside world, and Cindy would watch these every day. Okay? And what's important here is she knew the code to leave the room at any time she wanted. But knowing the consequences, she decided to stay put despite her horrible boredom. Right, so that's kind of very heroic, and also... Yeah, I suppose that she comes across very well there in regards that she knows that obviously she can leave, but it's not good for the safety of her and everyone she loves if she does leave. Exactly. And Ezekiel, his whole thing is that he is also uh, an avatar of this deity and he goes around protecting the other avatars. Okay, so his whole role. Can um, the. What's the evil guy again? Moreland. Yeah, Moreland. Can he smell... Um, can he smell everyone? Yeah, can he smell Ezekiel? Yes, and so he's like... He he is Ezekiel's like main foe. Like, they hate... They absolutely hate each other. Okay. But uh, there's... A, oh, look, there's a whole thing with avatars that they can come back to life. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> it's uh, comic books. It's comic book greatness. Exactly, exactly. So this is where the orb comes into it. So... Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) I did not know the orb was in this. Seven years later, during the original Sin storyline, Spider-Man is exposed to the energies of the Watcher's eye that is being wielded by the orb. Oh, one of the the patron saints of the podcast. Oh, patron saint of my life. Yes, Uh, the orb. He receives a vision of the radioactive spider that bit him, also biting Cindy Moon, and learned about what happened to her afterwards. Okay, so Spider-Man then immediately goes to search for Cindy to break her out of the facility that Ezekiel was keeping her in. Mm. After freeing her, she attacks Spider-Man in a fit of rage, saying that he has doomed them all. Uh, Spider-Man then calms Cindy down by telling her that Morlin is dead. And to be fair, he is at that point. <laughs> Key words there at that point. I think that's going to come up later on. Again, they don't really die. It's the stupidest fucking no, thing. It's comic books. It's it comic matter. books. Like, the best thing about comic books in DC or Marvel is that they write a storyline and then they're in a hole and it's the classic Simpsons thing of dig up. Just keep digging yeah. up. <laughs> and that's that's so many Spider-Man stories follow the dig up mentality. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Cindy makes her way out of the facility, deciding to finally see the city of New York, stopping only to make a costume for herself out of her webbing. Uh, she tells Spider-Man to refer to her as Silk. So this is where she takes on a, like a secret identity kind of thing. Okay. Okay, so Silk is heartbroken to find that her family has moved away. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, she hasn't been around for... How many years was she in under the bunker? Uh, so it's seven years. 
that's a long fucking time. Her family yeah. would just think she's dead, like. Yeah, and like, so she's ha- her whole so, S- S- Silk's whole thing is she just wants to find her fucking family, but she can't. Yeah. Um. So Silk and Peter also find out that they are powerfully attracted to each other due to their shared <laughs> spider sense. Oh no! <laughs> so here's here's the rub with Spider Man and Silk, right? Is that whenever they're around each other, their spider they sense just can't stop hoping. They're just like literally. <laughs> Peter, Peter Parker describes it as animal urges. What the fuck? So they just want to ride the whole time. Wholesome Peter Parker. Wholesome Peter Parker. Not in a relationship at this point. Very important okay. to say that. That's very. I yeah. That's clear because if if MJ is around or Gwen, this is not looking good for old Peter. Yeah. So uh, Silk finds out that Marlin has come back to life before. And this causes her to attack Peter. However, Jesus. however, their attraction makes them kiss. <laughs> of course, it's classic. It's a classic comic book move. It's a classic move. So Peter, Peter stops. <laughs> I want to kill you, but I can't stop riding you. Oh no! You're just oh, you're amazing in bed. <laughs> so uh, Peter stops kissing as soon as Cindy begins to remove his mask. But Cindy says, I already know you're Peter Parker. I know everything you know, essentially. They were on the same school tour. On the I same think it'll be alright, Peter. And they like they both have spider sense. So she yeah. can sense, like, oh, this dude is clearly Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so afterwards, um, Peter and Cindy go to a news station where they are attacked by Black Cat and Electro. So you'll remember this. I did a report on Black Cat not too long ago. Peter's was, also involved with her. Has been. Has been. And yeah. they're, kind, they're on again, off again. But yeah. at this point, Black Cat is trying to set herself up as the new crime boss of New York. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, yeah, so she's kind of paired up with Electro at this point. So Silk is easily able to dodge Electro's lightning bolts thanks to her hyper spider speed. Um, okay. But Spider-Man isn't as lucky. Uh, Spider-Man ends up paralysed from shock and Black Cat then goes after him and begins to unmask him in front of live TV audience. What? Yeah. So wait now, if they were bitten by the same spider, why is she faster than Peter? She's faster, he's stronger. Okay, that's fair enough. It's just, it's it, it's like natural abilities enhanced kind of a thing. Yeah, okay. Um. So luckily... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson takes up too much space in front of the camera, preventing the camera and anyone else from seeing Peter's face. (laughs) Dig up, stupid! (laughs) Fuck! We've got Peter in this scenario where we've got to reveal who he is. He's He's also paralysed. There's literally no way he's getting out of this situation. Someone's like, what if J. Jonah Jameson wanted to do a TikTok? Huh? Are we all on board, lads? You have J. Jonah Jameson, the man famed for wanting pictures of Spider-Man. All he wants is to see who Spider-Man is. That is his only characteristic. And until this point, he's never cared about anything else. But now he wants his moment in the spotlight. So Silk quickly spins up a temporary mask for Peter and escapes Mm. with him back to Peter's apartment. That was lucky. 
Yeah, look, if, if he hadn't found her, if the orb hadn't gifted Peter that knowledge. Stops. No, the orb is shit. <laughs> um, so they then go to the waterfront where Parker Industries will be holding the demonstration for their new device meant to cure Electro. You will remember this from the Black Cat uh, episode, I hope. Um, so what happens is Cindy spins Peter some electro-insulated webbing to prevent what happened during their last fight with Electro from happening again. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's literally that scene from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so the yeah, fight I'm, be- I'm with you. Uh, the, the, best, the best Spider-Man movie ever made. I, sure, I can't remember any other bit of it. I've seen it all <laughs> in the trailer shot. <laughs> so when the fight begins, Black Cat sabotages the machine and causes Electro to go out of control and hit a helicopter. Silk hurries and begins spinning porous webs to catch the crashing helicopter. She then creates an insulated web pod to contain the inevitable explosion of energy that comes from Electro. So the entire incident ends with a depowered Electro and a missing black cat. But Silk has shown that she is clearly the best hero in New York. Oh, she's absolutely saved the day without even (laughs) thinking about it. On day one... And Peter's like, I've been doing this for years. I was about to do that. I was like, goodness. I was just only a second behind you. Peter's like, I fought Electro hundreds of times and never thought of that. (laughs) I'm so dumb. (laughs) So after this, Cindy gets accepted for a job at the news station. And she intends to use this centre of information in order to find her family. Right, but is that not just a weird mirror image that they wanted her and Peter to do the same job after getting bitten by the same spider? Very, very similar, I would grant yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> the, yeah, okay. Um, and look, she goes through, uh, there's a lot more silk stories out there, but they're too big for the scope of this report. And I think so, once once you get into one of those stories, you have to spend 15 minutes describing each character and giving everybody's backstory. Exactly. So just a quick run through her powers and abilities then. So she has spider physiology. Uh, So she has uh, the proportionate powers of a spider. And unlike Spider-Man, she has less superhuman strength, but possesses more agility than him and a more advanced spider sense. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. So the way her spider sense works is um, Peter's is just like a vague feeling. But silks, it's called the silk sense, and it war it warns her of like immediate danger, and can even uh, sense the identity of an attacker before a fight begins. So Holy she can, shit. yeah, she can start fighting a mass student and be like, "Oh, I know who I'm fighting." <laughs> and say if she's walking down the street and somebody maybe twenty yards ahead of her looks like they're about to attack her, they're like thinking about, "Okay, hit her now." she might be able to sense that, like, oh, they have bad intentions. They are about to strike. That's it. And her sense has a wider, like, radius of use as well. Like, it goes out further than Peter's does. The Jesus. On- the only thing is, it's often out of sync with time. So it can be, oh. it can be like, a few minutes and stuff off, which, when you're in a fight, really affects things. Because P- Spider-Man it- relies on his spider sense so much when he's fighting. That Yeah, but I, I like that because... Because they have to nerf her slightly. Because if she's able to do that constantly and be better at it than him, you have to give her something that maybe lowers her down power-wise. So it's like, oh, well, it's a bit random in what she sees and when she sees it. 
Exactly, exactly. So she also has the usual superhuman strength, speed, stamina, durability, agility, equilibrium, uh, superhuman reflexes, organic webbing. Um, okay, that but that, that was big back then. That was, that, was, that, that was the only way to have webbing as far as yeah. we were concerned. True story. Uh, so her webbing comes out of her fingertips as well, so she can be much more finessed with it. Oh, yeah. uh, and is it all of her fingertips? All ten of her fingertips, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So she could do, like, if she has to do a little web, just, like, index finger. Yeah, exactly. And that's how she's able to, like, make clothes and masks and stuff with it. Um, and also, it's a massive, it's, like, a massive badass move to give someone the middle finger while webbing them up. I just think that's... Oh, I you would, would only use the middle finger, for, surely, like... <laughs> constantly. Yeah, that criminal, just middle finger web at all times. So... Uh, she also has superhuman tracking. So due to her and Peter being bit by the same spider, Silk can find and sense Spider-Man anywhere in the multiverse. Jesus, that's a pretty big place. And she wants to sense him just to... Because the two of them just cannot stop taking each other's clothes off. Yeah, it's very useful for, for you know, the late nights that, that <laughs> being like, a superhero. <laughs> she doesn't even have to send you up. She's already there. She's all... You're already up, by <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, uh, as far as her strength level she can press about 8 tons and like myself like yeah. myself yep so uh, so Peter is an avatar of a spider totem called the other right and so Cindy yes. is the avatar of a spider totem called the bride and what we've learned about the bride in comics is that the bride is responsible for spider-powered people appearing through chance, curses, magic, and unwanted luck. So these are like, the, this is how spider powers get assigned in the Marvel Universe, is through these totems. Okay. So her. And so and which one is Peter? Peter uh, is the other. Which yeah, is, sorry, yeah. Which is based off of like, I think it's power and destiny or something like that. Okay, yeah. So, and then just as far on the one to, one to seven Marvel rating system. That is interesting that they both got bitten by the same spider, but they're different. Different yeah. totems. So it's not even like the source is the spider. It's there's it, it's the reason you got bit, if you get me. It, it's, if you want to put it plainly, there's a higher power that's choosing who gets bitten and what powers they get. Exactly, exactly. And it just so happened that they were on the same day by the same spider. Just laziness. Just, just laziness on the higher powers for we could do another one tomorrow. No, fucking nah. do it the same minute. Or a three day All weekend, right. lad. Come on. <laughs> if we cra- if we get this done, we crack on and get a three day weekend. We all <laughs> get home by half five. So Silk has an intelligence of three, she has a strength of four, speed of three, durability of three, energy projection of one, and fighting skills of three. And so important- trees across the board, really. But would Peter be higher or lower than? Like in terms of intelligence, I always think of Peter as higher. But I suppose he would be tree because tree is like peak human. Yeah, exactly. And like it, as well, and it's I have to say it with all comics is that it does vary from issue to issue and from writer to writer. Like depends who they're fighting. Like how do you add stakes to the fight if they're clearly more powerful? Yeah, exactly. And I like the idea that Silk is faster than Spider-Man, you know, because you you need a trade-off there, because otherwise she's just worse Spider-Man or far better Spider-Man, you know. 
Yeah, I, I think it makes them more interesting characters. Like, if they're not doing the exact same thing. It's just... But that's a classic thing that they do in all comic books. Like, to get more, even more basic on my level, like, Batman and Robin. Like, Robin is not as powerful as Batman, but he's faster. So there always has to be a trade-off in all sort. If there's going to be if there's going to be a fight scene where the two of them are in it, or you're trying to make each character unique, you can't just give them the same power set. Exactly, and isn't Nightwing? He is a better like uh, acrobat than Batman, say. So yeah, Nightwing. Logically, you would think oh, Nightwing should be as powerful, but they don't. They never show that he has the same power. But he is more acrobatic and is just. He's trained the same level, but he's more acrobatic. He's just a better athlete than Bruce ever was. Yeah, and if you if we I pulled up Peter Parker here while we were talking, so he has intelligence of four, strength of four, speed of three, durability of three, energy of one, and fighting skills of four. So right. Like, so is that swapped every time she's four, he's three, and yeah. vice versa? And just he has slightly higher intelligence. Okay. But, See, but to be fair, I, I she like was locked that. in a room for seven years. To be fair, it would be hard to learn if you're just locked in the room watching the same v- VHSs on a loop. Yeah, so I think Spider-Man might have just experience over her, if you get me. Yeah, no, I, I think Silk is a really good character. They are looking to do a movie about Silk, or maybe throw her into the Spider-Verse as well. So, which could she be Sony's new Spider-Man? Really, like, if if he goes on to the MCU and he's in Marvel and everything, and Tom Holland, heaven forbid, maybe he steps away. Maybe Tommy Holland says no more after number three. We don't know. But Silk would be a great follow-up to that. I think so, because if you look at them, like, if, if your favourite thing about Spider-Man is that, you know, Peter Parker was bitten at a science exhibit and now works <laughs> as a news reporter, like... They're, that's the exact same, all that shit. But, like, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think there's very many people who have that sort of specific love of Spider-Man. No, probably not. But I think <laughs> I think Silk has enough of a cool origin story that if Spider-Man never existed, this would work as a hero. Yeah, she could just take his place. It wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's a totally fair thing to say. Mm. I, I think she's really cool, just as a character. I, I just think it's it's probably a bit you know they came up with it because they were just like let's just do the same character again but change it slightly like copy my homework but change it slightly but it's it's very easy they could have just copy and pasted but at the last minute they probably added a lot of things that made her her own character and unique yeah and they added a lot of um you know magic and mysticism as well which might be hard to do in an origin movie but they'll figure it out (laughs) yeah if they can do shazam they can do anything you know what? Fair, yeah, that's a very fair statement. Yeah. Um, so, Sean, do you want me to take us out? I would love you to, Connor. Yes. So, um, you can go over, if you want to support the show, uh, you can go over to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash here's for hire podcast. And over there, we last week released our uh, brand new Lazarus Pit, or our Patreon exclusive Lazarus Pit, which is Pelp, if you want to call it that. Um, And we reviewed the movie The Incredibles, which is my favourite movie of all time. So we just end up gushing about it for a good 90 minutes. Um, Gushers. you can, you can, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, 
I for a second I went to plow one and then I went oh no oh no I can't leave that lie <laughs> but yeah we every single month we release a brand new uh, review of a movie a classic movie um, normally a superhero movie where we go back and see if it still holds up so if you want to support the show you can send you can head on over there and you will get access to all of those episodes that are all up there um, if you want to give us a like and subscribe on Podbean iTunes all all your Spotify, all your podcast goodness, uh, any apps that you use to listen to uh, listen to us on. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, it's at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast. And just generally tell one human being that we exist. Just the one. Thank you very much. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mayan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 365 day returns.